listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and I'm going to talk today about the five mistakes that people are making regarding their target market or maybe things that are confusing or annoying to you. Now, what is a target market? These are the main people that you are marketing your products or services to. So in a company, when you run your own company, you need to know who your target market is. You need to know who you're speaking to, who you're selling to, who you're working with. And even if you're working in a nine to five, you need to know who the target market is of your company. So they've probably already done all the research for you, all have all the information for you, you just have to read it over. So this isn't necessarily for you, but this is going to share with you a few of the reasons why you need to be able to know what your target market is. And a lot of the things I'm going over today are actual complaints, actual problems that my clients are facing. Or some people in my audiences, when I speak, I hear them, they come up to me, they tell me these different things. Um, they either know that this is their own problem and that's their annoyance with target market, or it's something I end up telling them because they aren't seeing it. And to be brutally honest, (laughs) these are also things that I have faced in my journey as a coach in running my women's community as a speaker under so many different ways. I have also suffered from these. So there is the truth of that. And so I'm going to go through them and I'm going to tell you what the issue is, the mistake is, going to tell you why, you know, this is going to be a disadvantage for you and then hopefully give you uh, a reason, a benefit to getting away from it, moving away from this and a solution so that you can feel confident moving forward with your target market. Now, when you have the right target market, It's going to make your marketing easier, it's going to make your sales easier, and the results are going to be higher for you. So the first thing that I see, and you probably have heard this many times, is that people choose a target market that is basically everyone. Number one, your target market is actually everyone. That's the problem. That's the mistake. Now, what some people are feeling is, well, I don't want to go too narrow. I don't want to limit myself. I can work with everyone. Yes, you can work with everyone. But trying to market and write copy for everyone is extremely difficult. Um, For example, if you are selling a coffee mug, like a travel mug, to everyone, because everyone can buy that. You then can't decide if you don't know who you're marketing to, you can't decide what colors to make it. You can't decide what the main features are that would be a benefit to your clients. You know, you've got the busy mom, well, she needs to hear that this travel mug that this container will keep her coffee warm forever. Because we know that busy moms, busy dads, 
uh, are often interrupted in drinking their coffees and need to be able to reheat it many times. So in a travel mug, it's a lot better. Now, if you choose um, all women rather than choosing moms, then it's maybe going to be hard to figure this out. Also, if you think about women who are working in a nine to five, who are at a set place, they're probably thinking about, you know, I want this travel mug to be good on the way to work. Um, If they are traveling continuously, maybe having family photos on there would be important, or other inspirational messages. So if you don't go narrow, you can't write copy, you can't really sell or promote the benefits to your market. Now, it's funny, when I started off as a coach, they said, you know, pick a market, and we're like, we can coach for anyone, and and I totally fell into that, until I heard that out there in the world, there is a coach who coaches for herpes. Now, maybe not the topic you want to hear about, but this is a very obvious uh, example of how you can go super narrow and Wouldn't you, if you had herpes, want to be going to the exact person that coaches specifically on this? You'd know you weren't judged. You knew you didn't have to share this information. They already knew that that's why you were hiring them. And you knew you'd be taken care of because they had the best expertise in it. So that's what it does. It helps people to find you. So don't be afraid to go narrow. So if you say you work with females working a nine-to-five that is not narrow enough. What age are they? Are they married? Do they have kids? Are they making six figures, multiple six figures? Or are they making 40, 50,000? It makes them completely different. Then their psychographics can be completely different. So that's the first one. First mistake is too broad. The solution, get narrower. And the fun thing is, You can choose a narrow market for now, for this season. You can feel what it's like. You can see how it goes and then make changes as necessary. The second mistake that people make is they narrow it down, but they narrow it to two great markets. Now, often in businesses, you'll have a primary market and a secondary market, and maybe you'll go into a third or fourth market. But you have to have a primary market, even if you have two great markets You need to pick one specifically. What you maybe end up doing is having different websites for the different markets. Now, for example, I work with business owners. I often work with uh, female leaders as well, though, that are working in corporate. So they are very different. How I market to them can be different because one of them is in that nine to five and one's building their own business. And so When I go to write my copy, though, I write to the woman who is a leader, a high achiever, a woman who is, you know, pulled in a million directions, overwhelmed, overworked, wants more balance. Those characteristics of those two women in those two different markets can be similar. However, when you have two great ones, you can't market well to either. For example, as a speaker, is my sizzle reel for the audience members to be excited about attending with me and listening to what I have to teach? Or is the sizzle reel for 
the corporate um, event planners who are hiring me. Like the wording is completely different in that video. And so I have to decide which one am I marketing to? And so you do as well. And so the solution to having two great markets is pick a primary and then pick a secondary and do a majority of your marketing to that primary market. The third mistake that people are making in their target market is they pick one, but the one they pick are people who can't pay you. Hmm. Now, what are some examples of that? Maybe you want to, um, what I've seen before is, you know, people wanting to work with kids. And unless you have an industry that is accepted uh, by parents to work with children, let's say like a child therapist, uh, a doctor for children, um, a child dentist, uh, someone who makes children's clothes or children's shoes, if you are in one of those specific things or making some, you know, some other child products, then it's hard to be able to get the kids to pay you, right? So now you're marketing to the parents. And it might not be something that parents want to spend money on for their kids. So that's one example. Another example is maybe you want to work with people who are just starting out in a certain industry. Or you want to work with people doing their master's. And so maybe who you're trying to work with are actually people who would love to work with you, but they can't pay you. And that's an issue. <laughs> like you maybe think, well, they deserve to be worked with too. Yeah, and you deserve to be paid. And so maybe your target market is someone else can, who can use those services and then build a foundation or do some charity work to help out those other people. You know, I, I know that I definitely want to be supporting women who are in shelters, leaving shelters, or who have had, you know, some unfortunate circumstances in their lives. The reason for that is I believe that we, we are all potentially one decision away, one relationship decision away from being in the exact same situation. And so I would, I would love to support these women. Now, this is not that these women can't afford to pay me, but it's just a place where it's not really easy for me to access them. There are shelters and there are paid professionals who are in those places, but I can do other things to give back to these women, to give back to the shelters. And so I've just built that into my business with the more than one campaign so that women as they leave the shelter can get the Dynamic You program in a book. I've also done it in that when we have galas and big, big parties that women that attend bring product, uh, bring pajamas and bath stuff and socks and wonderful things for the women in the shelters. And I also donate cash money so that they can continue on. But picking a group, a target market of people who either can't afford you, can't pay you, you can't access them. That is just spelling out disaster for yourself. So the solution is pick a target market who can pay you, who have money to pay you. It doesn't mean that they have to be rich, but they have to have access to funds to be able to pay for what you're offering. The next mistake that people make is they pick a target market who they feel needs them, not a target market 
Who wants them? Now, what's the difference? When we are marketing products, we want to appeal to what people want. Because oftentimes, we'll meet someone who we know needs us, who could totally benefit from our product or service, but they won't pull out their wallet, they won't buy it, they won't say yes, because they don't want it. Now, one example of this, and I won't say the company's name, but at many events, I had you know someone jump up and talk about the shake company that they represented. And they constantly talked about weight loss. And maybe they, you know, at the time that I heard this, I could probably have lose, you know, lost some weight. I, it was something that I probably needed after having kids because I put on a lot of weight. Um, But it wasn't something that I wanted. It wasn't something that I was craving. Um, It was just like, whatever. So I put on this weight and, and I don't care. Now, every time that someone and different people from the same company would get up and talk about this as a need, you know, needing to lose weight, but what I really wanted was to not be so tired. That's what I wanted. And had they done some market research to figure out what people want, they would have been able to have me as a client a lot faster. Eventually, what happened was someone got up and someone knew about from this company and said, this product can, these shakes can give you energy based on the amount of nutrients that are inside of it. At that moment, my ears perked up. That's what I wanted. That's what got me to open up my wallet and buy their product for a few months. And actually, you know what happened? I ended up losing weight as well. So my need also got met. So when I work with clients, Um, I think about what is it that they want. They want a more successful business. They want to bring in more clients. They want to be less busy. But what do they really need? Now, sometimes it's processing emotions. Sometimes it's working on their relationships, getting themselves organized. But no one's really come to me and said, um, you know, can you do these things for me? These are what I need. They more so talk about their wants. And otherwise, if you're trying to offer your products and services and tell people that they need it, they're not going to feel that desire and they're going to move away to something else that they truly want. And the fifth mistake that we are making regarding our target market is that your product or service doesn't even match your target. Well, won't that be just missing the mark completely? So when your product doesn't match your target, I was just talking to someone the other day. I said, well, you know, who's your target market? And they told me. And then I said, well, what's the product you're offering? And I was like, man, your target market aren't feeling this. They aren't wanting this or they're not even there yet. So you're not offering the thing that they want. You're trying to offer something that's like 10 steps down the road. They don't even know they're there yet. Right? So if... um if you eventually want to have someone like completely redo their wardrobe and then buy expensive or let's say high quality um, tailor-made clothes, you're not going to start off with that um, if your target market wear uniforms, right? They like their nurses or doctors or um, work in another industry where they have a set uniform. They, why why would you even bother? Like they don't care about this. So you're not matching their wants or even their needs. And it's not the right target market. Now, high-end tailored clothes, 
that are specifically made unique would be really wonderful for someone who wants to stand out in maybe say high-end real estate sales or a CEO of a company or someone who um, often attends events and doesn't want to show up wearing, you know, embarrassingly some same as outfit as two, three other people. So make sure that your product is exactly what your target audience needs. And if you're set on your product, then change your target market if they don't match. But if you are set on your target market, and you haven't chosen a product or a service, or you haven't fully defined it, like let's say you do workshops or talks, then you know that you can change those and still deliver them in the modality that you want, but you're just going to change what it is. If we go back to the travel mug idea, um, if you had a cheap um, uh, travel mug, then your target market are not those people that are looking for higher end products. But if you had a a very unique or personally branded travel mug, um, and by personal I mean for the person, not your brand, um, then that's something that someone who is looking for that higher-end product would be going for, right? So think about it. Does your product match your target market? The solution is change one of them. Change one of them, change your target market, or change your product or service depending on which one you're more married to. So these are the five issues I see clients making around their target market. These are the biggest issues. This is the why you don't want to do it and the solutions to it. Now, if you have other mistakes, other obstacles, challenges around target market, message me. You can do so through my assistant at info at dianerolston.com or shoot me a message on social media. Um, That's a really great way to get a hold of me. You can see my social handles in the show notes. And I'd be happy to offer you some more suggestions around some other target market issues that you're having. So until next time, stay dynamic. dynamic women for joining us today please hop on over to itunes to subscribe and leave us a review who do you know who needs to hear our message we'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family if you're ready to be more dynamic have more balance and more success head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book stay dynamic